My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. and welcome to another episode of the Midnight Notion Somewhere in Dreamworld podcast. My name is Bryce Kala. I am always your host. And today's episode could have been brought to you by the concept of communication. If you are feeling things inside and there's another being that you want them to understand what you're feeling inside, you can use communication. You can talk. You can sing. You can mime, you could write. There are a variety of different things you could do, but communication is what that's called. Uh, hello, if this is your sixth time listening to this episode uh, or this uh, podcast, welcome back. If this is your first time, this is the podcast all about dreams, where we talk about sleeping dreams and waking dreams and uh, all kinds of good stuff therein. This is also the Midnight Notion podcast, so you might every once in a while hear something about my solo project band, Midnight Notion, because that's what I do. There's no guest on this episode, so I'm going to use this segment to just kind of give a couple of housekeeping updates. Uh, first off, this podcast is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Stitcher now. That's the new thing. And it's always being uploaded to YouTube and, of course, always streaming at MidnightNotion.com. Whichever way you're listening to this, thank you so much. You are the reason I'm doing this. Uh, I don't want to just talk to myself and just listen to myself. I want to share my dreams and the listeners' dreams and the guests' dreams with the world. And I need your help to do that. So it's up to you to share this podcast with everyone you know. I can share it on my personal Facebook page and all of my other social media pages, uh, but it only reaches the people who are already subscribed. So if you haven't yet subscribed, please do. And if you're liking what you're hearing, which I hope is the case, I would love it if you would share it with your friends. A lot of these sites make it really simple to share. There's a button that often you can copy the link, or there's sometimes even a button that says share, and you just have to press it. It's that easy. You can write a comment. You can write a review. I don't care how many stars you give me. All I care is that you're sharing this with your friends, because the goal, once again, is to get this out to the world. The more people listening, the more people can submit their dreams, and the more we can learn about each other through that. So, uh, so, so. So if you could give me that hand, I'm really terrible at pandering. So this is my request. Share, subscribe, like, comment, review, all of the stuff, and I would be gratefully appreciative of that. Maybe I'll even read your reviews on the on, on the podcast. Uh, there used to be a form on the website, midnightnotion.com. 
in the dream world section, there was a form that you could fill out to submit your dreams. I've eliminated that form. I just feel like it was too much to read, too much clutter for the site and too much to put in to, uh, to, to enter in. And it helped me keep things in line. But really, it's just easier if you send an email to podcast at midnightnotion.com. That way I can check off what I've read and what I haven't read. I can flag them. It's kind of a personal organization system. And it's just much easier for you to get to me. Uh, also, the number still exists, 612-643-0944. And here's a pro tip for you. This is something I've already done, and it's actually helped. I programmed the number in my phone as Midnight Notion. So I have a contact in my phone for Midnight Notion with this phone number. And so when I wake up from a dream and I'm remembering it, I know that sometimes it's hard to get out a pen and paper and to write down a dream. And sometimes you're kind of groggy, so your writing might be a little too sloppy to read later. Or just even rolling out of bed can sometimes be difficult. So I program the number in my phone. Now all I have to do is... Hey Siri, call Midnight Notion. I don't even have to use my, I don't have to type anything. I don't even have to unlock the phone. I just, hey Siri, call Midnight Notion. And the phone rings. I leave a message of what my dream was about. And then I have a perfect recollection. I can listen to it later or I can play it here on the podcast. And fun fact, I have done that a couple of times. So you might hear a listener dream in one of the future episodes. That's actually just me. But you know what? That's part of the fun of hosting your own podcast. You get to do whatever you want. So the pro tip is put the number in your phone, in your contacts, and right when you wake up, just do, hey, Siri, or okay, Google, or yo, Alexa, what's up, person, electronic thing? Why don't you call that Midnight Notion podcast so I can submit my dream? And then you, uh, you, you're more likely to recall your dreams on a regular basis because you're telling your brain that dreams are important as they are. In my belief, I'm a little biased. But anyway, that's the pro tip. Try it out. See if it works for you. Uh, I would love to hear your dreams from you. It's always fun to get the emails, and I've got a few of those, but the calls are so much more entertaining, and, uh, and you get to hear how the person actually feels about it. And we have a few of those calls as well. So maybe we'll get to one or two of those in this episode. Depends on how quick I can get through my epic story. Ooh, an epic story. Oh yeah, it's time to go to sleep. I wasn't actually planning on recording an episode today at the time of recording this, but I had to because the dream I had last night was something else. I am thinking back to a few episodes ago when I had my friend Malcolm Messer on the show. He had some very cinematic dreams, and my dreams are very vivid as well, but I don't often have something so cinematic and I don't know if the influence from his dream is kind of creeping over about a month or two later, but uh, oh boy, was this an adventure. I think that this might have been a sequel dream because it reminded me of a dream that I had long since forgotten. So I'm going to try to do my best to explain this dream to you, but before I get started, I'm going to title it. The title of this dream is... Goblin on the Run. 
So in this dream, I perceived myself as some sort of monster, some sort of goblin. It's a humanoid shape, um, ears, eyes, nose, mouth, standing on two feet, uh, having two arms, and uh, and having feelings and emotions, but somehow not completely human. And I perceived the backstory of this before. I don't think it actually started with any sort of history of this story. But what I perceived is that I was cast out by the humans, that there was some land that I was a part of that maybe was mostly goblins and that the humans had taken over or at least someone had taken over and we had either been cast out or I'd run away. And I don't know why this perception was there, but where the dream starts is in a farther away land outside of, imagine if like the human area was kind of um, not fenced off, but just like a giant wall around, you know, that they were only living in this secluded area and that everything else was on the outskirts. This dream starts on the outskirts. And my intentions were, I want to go back to my home and find out what happened or just discover something. It's kind of this sort of, this is not right and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to go for it. So in this dream, I begin with my journey toward my old home where I had been cast out and I came across this, this giant cobblestone wall it was like it was a it was a tunnel there was a it was like a train tunnel and you couldn't see all the way through it it wasn't a straight line it kind of curved at one point and outside the tunnel it wasn't like put in the side of a mountain or anything it was almost like it was a human structure like a giant giant wall and this tunnel goes way through I don't know how wide the wall was but it was pretty tall And I remember it being of cobblestone, but for whatever reason, as a monster, I was able to climb that. Inside the tunnel, I heard two voices, and these were humans. I could tell they were humans, and they were talking about how they're they're basically marching to find my kind and basically capture or kill, maybe. And it's frightening. I mean, I'm just one character i'm just one goblin i can't take out these humans maybe maybe i can but i didn't want to have that interaction so the first thought is to hide so i actually climbed the wall and just as i was climbing over the top side of that wall the two were emerging from the tunnel and the one looked back had seen or heard me or maybe both and looked back and and even said to the other, I think I saw one. And the other was kind of dismissive about it. Oh, no, it can't be. They don't come this close. And and the first was very, I'm pretty sure that was one of them. And the second, again, very dismissive, kind of made some remark about, we don't need to get all of them. We just need to get 12. I don't know if that's the number, but it's like they had a quota or something. Like they were collecting and I, again, I didn't know if they were killing or attacking, or but it was definitely not a good thing that they were after. And the first one and the second one both continued away with each other, but the first one decided to deceive 
the second one. So the second one went forward thinking that the first one was going with them, but the first one had actually turned and came after me. And, and so I was laying at the very top of this tunnel thing, the, the landscape, the, the building, the structure, the wall, whatever it was, it was really flat and it was, it was like a new plane, a new uh, level. It was like a stair step uh, where, where I was before down by the tunnel was flat. And then I climbed that wall straight up, came over the top edge and now I was on a new level and um, I was laying on the ground I mean it was it was built but there was grass so you know it's hard to explain the scenery without drawing it out for you but I was laying in grass and this this person this human this uh, marching sort of maybe they were hired maybe they were an army type person like a like a knight this is a very medieval kind of setting uh, climbed over and instantly saw me because I wasn't hiding very well I was just pressed I was just laying flat on the ground trying to blend in but I didn't blend in at all so there was a showdown and there was this tense moment of what's going to happen me versus this this person and I think I believe everything's groggy now it's been a few hours since I've woken up and I think there might have been like some other creature involved with this. Like the humans started it, but they summoned like a dragon or something. There was some sort of battle and I was mostly on the defensive. I wasn't attacking at all. I was hanging back and I was trying to basically stay alive. And this, this battle was happening and I looked over to my left, kind of towards the West, the direction that I was, I was headed, the direction home and there was a another tunnel, another wall, and another tunnel. This one wasn't cobblestone; it was like the it was like a mountain or something. But the tunnel was smaller than like a train tunnel, like the other one. It was more human sized, and there was a long uh, wooden bridge um, inside there, just just going as far as you could see. And I looked back at my attacker, and there was some sort of instinct to if I can just distract them long enough. I can book it and make it. So I did some sort of distraction. I don't know if I threw a rock or if I had some sort of magic power. That detail is foggy. But I managed to get them to turn away from me. And then I just took off running. And in this dream, it felt like such a gutsy move. Because now I'm going deeper into the fire. I'm headed toward the area that was... Uh, that had cast me out, that was now populated by the very people that had cast me out. And I was sprinting as fast as I could. And it was almost like there was a narration on top of this imagery of my voice saying, I hadn't run this fast since I was running away from this place. And it was just like empowering. It was such a strong feeling. And I'm going to take back what I once had. And I, I ran and ran, and that bridge was so long. And now, naturally, how dreams go, since we sleep in increments, and sometimes you, you stop dreaming, you go through a few cycles, and you start dreaming again, the, it kind of skips forward to a new place, but it was somewhat the same story. I was in more of a human house. At this point, I might have been more of a human person anyway, but I was looking around a lot and I was look. I was kind of exploring. I was trying to figure things out. I wasn't quite sure where I was. So I was kind of 
looking in drawers and in cupboards. And I ended up in the bathroom and in, in this place and I closed the door and locked it because I could hear footsteps. And I, yeah, I, I perceived this as humans discovering my presence and what am I going to do? And that is all I can remember of last night's dream. Holy crap. Uh, I woke up thinking about how much I would love to turn this into some sort of, I don't know, short story. Uh, and then I go, oh, wait a second. I have a podcast, so I'll turn it into that. I'll share it with you. So I hit record, and here we are. Uh, the Goblin on the Run story is complete. Now, what does it mean? I always like to analyze the dreams and just more reflect on them. I don't want to go into what certain symbols mean or what, because as we had discussed in previous episodes, dreams could mean, a symbol in one person's dream could mean something completely different to a different person. So without getting too much into that and also acknowledging that I'm still not a professional, (laughs) I'm just a guy that really likes dreams. But it is interesting to me to think about what's happening in my life and what could have caused my subconscious to think of these kinds of things. And I feel like I know exactly what this is. I started in the first episode in the Waking Dreams segment that I started talking about my band Midnight Notion, my solo project, and how much troubles I've had finding other like-minded musicians. And maybe this goes into the waking segment of this dream, uh, this episode as well. But I think that I have, for the longest time, felt like an outsider in the rock genre. There is something about rock and roll that really speaks to me, but it's the music, not the scene. There are a lot of people in the rock scene who are really kind of all of and this isn't meant to cast anybody aside if you're in the rock genre ever to each their own you all have your own things you like and I hold no judgment to you I personally don't drink I don't smoke I'm not a womanizer and I'm not really into parties so that those four things kind of put me on the outside of all that is the rock scene you think about sex drugs and rock and roll that's kind of the mantra of rock And unfortunately, I just don't align with, well, not unfortunately, I don't need to align with those things. I don't want to, uh, but I do want to play rock music. So there's this little bit of a clash between who I am and what I'm doing. And so that's been my main problem with finding other musicians, is that I'll get someone who's really good at playing, but they're kind of a jerk face. And then I'll find someone who's a really kind person, but they can't quite keep up to to what I'm playing. And and so the struggle has been real. And so lately I've been thinking a lot about music. Music has been very just ever present, just this this cloud over my shoulder. That's not a sad cloud like I love music, but it's just I've been thinking about it a lot lately and reminding myself of how I've kind of been an outsider in the genre of choice. And lately I've had this feeling that I I don't want to wait any longer. I'm thinking about music so much and I want to make music, so I should make music. So I'm going to make music. And I think that's what this dream means to me. The goblin is the outsider. The battle is the struggle that I've had. And the want to go back home and take back what once was mine 
is my desire to get back into making music regularly. So that's what the dream means to me. I'd love to know what you think the dream means to you based on what I described. Uh, Oh, hey, guess what? We've got time for some listener dreams. All right. Uh, The first listener dream comes from Jacob. Let's see what Jacob has to say. Bryce, this is Jacob. I'm calling you from an abandoned stairwell. I once had a dream that to this day I think about for reasons that you will understand in a few minutes. I dreamt once that I was drowning in this huge pool, but there was no water in the pool. It was pickles and pickle juice. And it was so real, the salty brine, along with the aged cucumbers that had turned, um, were kind of like jellyfish in an ocean, except they weren't stinging. They were just salty and pokey. And all of a sudden, a figure appeared, and it was my gym teacher from elementary school. She was just a mean lady who picked on me all the time. And she was there. This was about, I'd say it was a good 20 years ago, so I was like an infant, or I was nine. Anyway, she's there, and I, she was somehow controlling the whole thing. I have always had a fear of drowning. I've almost drowned in real life like four times, legit near-death experiences. My life didn't flash before my eyes, but it was close. I woke up from this nightmare in a cold sweat, and guess what? I could taste pickles which is a very distinct taste. All right, that's it. Enjoy that. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that very much. Thank you so much for the dream submission, Jacob. It's great to hear uh, someone else talking about their dreams. Uh, again, as I've said multiple times, I'm not a professional, but it is always interesting to kind of see what we can read into these dreams and what they might mean. Uh, For example, a lot of the dream dictionaries you can find out there will associate water with emotion and drowning as being just engulfed in a very high emotional stakes situation. Now, this dream, obviously, Jacob said, was not water. It was pickle juice. And I find this really intriguing. I have one dream book that I don't live by. It's just something interesting to read into, but it says that Uh, It says, to dream of pickles denotes that you will follow worthless pursuits if you fail to call energy and judgment to your aid. It also says that to dream of pickles denotes vexation in love, but final triumph. Apparently, pickles seem to be uh, acquainted with um, troubles in the love category. But as Jacob said in his message, he was nine years old. Now, I don't know personally what Jacob's life situation was or his love situation was when he was nine, but I know that when I was nine, love wasn't very much on my mind. Power Rangers was. So who knows if that means anything at all? It could have been maybe uh, you had a pickle on your sandwich like two weeks ago and it just you just remembered it while you were sleeping. You know, it could be that simple. Now, that doesn't necessarily explain why you woke up and you could taste pickles. I don't know if you're a sleepwalker and you might have eaten one or if maybe there's some sort of, um, you know, I don't know if there's something when you're sleeping with your mouth open and maybe... I I know that I've woken up 
with some really bad tasting uh, tastes in my mouth. And I don't necessarily recall any of them being the pickle taste, but I, I know that it's not the same taste every day. So I don't know if there's something to be said about that. But I do know that in the REM state of sleep where most dreaming occurs, your prefrontal cortex is off. And that's the part of your brain that controls logic. And so all logic is out the window. It's just a collection of thoughts and dreams and ideas and emotions. And obviously this this teacher who had impacted your life in a negative way was sort of the drowning emotion. It seemed in this dream that they were controlling this ocean of pickles. So they might have been... I, I'm curious if if this was your teacher when you were nine, when you were having the dream, that maybe that teacher did something that day or, or fairly recent before the dream that may have influenced this little story. But that's all stuff that you'd have to figure out for yourself, Jacob, because you know what situation you were in in your life at the time. I don't. I know that I was thinking about Power Rangers, apparently. So that's uh, my take on the dream. If any of you listeners have a different take on Jacob's dream, Feel free to leave a comment in the Midnight Notion website or on YouTube or wherever comments are allowed that this podcast is also playing. Thank you again, Jacob, for your submission. I really appreciate that. There are actually a handful of other submissions that I really want to get to, but unfortunately, we're going to have to save those for another episode. So that ends the dream segment. Now it's time to wake up. Well, as I said before, I have now, these days, an unresistible urge to record music again. It is just following me wherever I go. It's when I'm awake, it's when I'm asleep, I just can't stop thinking about the songs that I've written and how badly I want them to be heard by the world. Now, I do have the Archives 1 through 10, a 10-song project demo, that is out, and I also have a seven-song EP called March to Midnight, which has most of the songs you're hearing on this podcast on it, save for the intro, which we'll get into. But there is one 14-song album that has been in the making for, yes, over 10 years. I have been wanting to do this album for that long. The year was 2005. I started school at IPR, the Institute of Production and Recording in Minneapolis, and I was learning how to record music and actually use the program I'm using to record this podcast. And around the 2006 mark, I remember being in the studio and going, yes, I'm going to make an album. I'm going to take these songs I've written and put them together and make an album. And at that point, it was 10 songs long. I recorded it all the way through, and then I learned some new tricks for how to record drums and how to record. As I was going along in my studies, I learned new things, so I wanted to re-record it. And after the second re-recording, I learned more things, so I wanted to re-record it a third time. And then I graduated in 2007. I no longer had access to the studio. I no longer had the ability to record. So it took me a while to save up for a new computer and my own little Pro Tools rig. 
And once I did, I started working on some newish material that kind of, I might have posted a song or two to MySpace or uh, to the old Reverb Nation profile. Uh, but I didn't, I, they would come and go, and I kept working on it and I kept redoing things, but I couldn't record drums. I could really only record guitars and vocals. So I'd program the drums with a keyboard and I'd play them in and I'd use MIDI drums. And it just wasn't, it wasn't enough. I needed it to sound like a real kit. I wanted it to be a real kit. So I kept working, I kept working, I kept working. I'm rambling on about this, but the long story short is that that album's name is Somewhere in Dreamworld. And a song on that album is called Somewhere in Dreamworld. And you'll never believe this, but the intro song to the Somewhere in Dreamworld podcast is the song Somewhere in Dreamworld. So you see there's sort of a branding thing going on here. So now, over 10 years later, I am finally gathering the funds to make this dream a reality. That's right, Somewhere in Dreamworld, coming soon. As an album, not a podcast. Anywho, speaking of music, that's the outro music, so that means the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. This episode could have been brought to you by Communication. Thank you for Jacob for submitting your your dream. If you'd like to do the same thing, you can call it in at 612-643-0944, or you can email podcast at midnightnotion.com. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and review to share everybody's dreams with everyone else. I've been your host, Bryce Kala. It's been a pleasure serving you for six episodes, and I look forward to many, many more. Until next time, sleep well, dream well, and be well.